0: Disruptive Voices of the Pacific. We're joined by another survivor of abuse, a brave woman. Her name is Nala. Welcome, Nala.
1: Thank yeah, you. Good
0: Thank you. Yeah, you've just finished work. You run across the road to a coffee shop. Um, so if there's a little bit of background noise, um, we'll forgive for that because um, sometimes we just got to do these things wherever we can. Um, so maybe... You actually chosen to just <laughs> about your story? Oh, well. Um, well
1: my story goes back 10 past months, 15 years yeah. or uh, All this time I've yeah. been silent, worked uh, quietly, uh, trying to pull myself out of the mess I got into. It wasn't hard, but <laughs> uh, having daughters is not easy. It's and they are coming of age, um, out of their teenage, going into tertiary, um, having partners, and uh, it has come to a point where I believe that my story can be shared up to help a few other women who might be going through what I went through. So
0: you're a mother of seven,
1: seven actually children. six girls and a boy
0: yeah so it is important that our young girls see us speaking up about these issues isn't it so six boys one girl um you were married got married in the year 2002 Two. i think yes. and uh, you you were with him for 15 years or so yeah so when did the abuse start in your relationship
1: well actually the abuse started from the time i got married
0: yeah that's when the picture uh, 10.
1: Um, Totally different from the dating stage. And um, I kept quiet about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For me, being the eldest and um, always being, what would I say, um, a beacon or probably someone who everybody in the family looks up to, I tried to keep that relationship at A-level. On the outside, but said I was breaking.
0: Let's come back to so. While you were dating him, how long? How long were you with him before you got married? Um Six months. Yes. Six months, and so yeah. there was no sign of control, abuse, uh, verbal abuse. No, perfect,
1: everywhere.
0: Perfect. No red flags. No, actually. Yeah. And so, why do you think then the abuse started once you were married?
1: Um. I had a child earlier on before my marriage and then which was accepted. She was accepted in the family. And then when I got married, things started to change because there was always other women in the relationship. Yeah. I was married to a womanizer, um, an alcoholic and very abusive. Mm. Both verbally and physically.
0: Okay, so right from the beginning, um he was cheating on you, okay. Um, how did this make you feel? how did when you first discovered this? what were you feeling? Um, the
1: first time I discovered it that was very I was hurt. not only hurt, I got depressed. I actually went through a very emotional turmoil which I couldn't get myself to come out of. But then as it kept occurring, I just made myself, um, what would I say, play along for the sake of the children. Yeah. I always kept that in my mind that it was I just have to be strong for the children because I didn't have anybody to speak to. I lost my mother early on in 2003 after I got married. And um, I couldn't get my dad to, I couldn't get to speak to my dad because he was a very disciplined man, having been in the force. And um, I couldn't bring myself to just let anybody know what I was actually going through. Yeah. So I put up with all that.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's a huge thing to carry. And meanwhile, you had another six children with this man, knowing that he was cheating on you that he was verbally abusive. What made you want to keep having children with someone that you knew was um, not good?
1: Um, well, actually, I just didn't have anybody to tend to. didn't have anybody to talk to, and... Um, I would say that um, although the social circle is always there, but um, there was never once a time when um, I would reach out myself or even open up to tell what I was going through. The abuses were clearly shown physically. I used to be uh, admitted. Most of the time I was admitted, um, I would say that uh, I've had enough of appearing in front of the magistrates, family court, um I guess the nurses and the doctors probably had, um, uh, I think they had their time to have seen me in and out of hospital getting the abuse. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't leave for the sake of the children. That used to be my excuse until later on. And then I finally realised that I had only one life and that was more important.
0: you think, and, and I hear a lot of women say that they want to stay for the sake of the children yeah. do you think that's a, a helpful environment for them to grow up in
1: no <laughs> actually for me it was quite different it would have been um very abusive and then once on the cheating side once it's been caught out of the open and then it changes a rose a rose the next couple of months and then it goes back to that level again so mm-hmm. within that time, that was a time that I would sometimes believe that he would change, and then have Bluey just built that.
0: Yes, no, they're all the um, typical things that go through a victim's head, unfortunately. Oh, I want to believe the best, hope for the best, mm-hmm. think we're doing the best for the children, but mm-hmm. what's the impact that you've seen on your children uh, um, having stayed for so long with him?
1: Yeah. Um. With my children, I've always tried to shelter them from all that. Whenever we we have our arguments, whenever there's fighting, whenever there's so much violence in the house, I try and keep them away from it. So what I do is try and cover up. Whenever I have roses, all the foundations come out then. Um, When I'm admitted at the hospital, I try my best just to move myself to cover and come back. the children now that we've come out of it i -hmm. see them that they were gone um i can hear them before i never used to hear them um as loud as now yeah Mm -hmm. they seem to grow more they've learned to reach out and speak out and uh, also trust Trust me and trust the aunties, trust the other family members and speak out if ever they have a problem. That's one thing that um, I have oh taught my children to is to be able to speak out whenever they are faced with a difficulty or whenever they, they come across abuses or some of the things that might have come across the kind of situation that they have grown up with. So, But I'm grateful that um, despite everything, um, About three years back, I came across a group of women who actually came into our lives and um, helped us bring us again, yeah, coming up from that mess, trying to get us to be confident again.
0: Sorry, what was the name of the group of women? Um, It was um, Hens, Hens Ministry. Great. Yes, and I'm aware that there are a number of grant groups that do exist in Fiji, oh, really? It's is important to know that there is help. Uh, when you don't feel like your own social circle or your family can help, yeah. um, there is help. and um, So please reach out to us if you're looking for help. If you're a woman in a similar situation, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so all this time, you know, your ex-husband, um, did he ever show any signs of getting help or uh, wanting to change? No. No. What he promised you that he would or um
1: Yes. I had a lot of promises haven't seen day one of the from the day one in the magistrates, but those were the times the promises kept coming and coming and nothing ever.
0: Nothing ever changed. Nothing changed. Yeah.
1: Maybe for a couple of months and then it goes back to square one. Yeah.
0: Yes. And what do we call that? That um, apology without change is manipulation. Um, it is just manipulating you to keep you where you are. So it was 2019 when you finally decided to leave. What was what was the last straw? What actually got you to pick up your seven children and go? That
1: was when I was severely severely abused, and um, yeah, I had to be carried out for safety medication. Yeah, that was when. I finally realised that I had only one life and I had the kids that they needed me to.
0: And where did you go to? I actually, we were in
1: Levuka at that point, at the time. I was airlifted to civil on medical condition. From the end recovery, I never went back. But I just had to get my children across and that was it.
0: Um, so then you moved into a place by yourself or were you with family? Okay. I actually stayed
1: with my sister.
0: Yeah. She stayed together until I finally
1: got to work and moved to our own place.
0: Now, coming, moving out of something and having um, endured years of abuse yourself, mm-hmm. um, life was still a struggle for you. What, what were some of the struggles that you had um, when you first left?
1: Financially? When I left, I had only the clothes on my back. I had nothing left. Um, everything I had, I had invested in my gang family, my marriage life. But when I left, and later on, when I got to contact the children, and then everything was burned up. Yeah, all my stuff was burned. Um, I actually didn't have anything, but I'm grateful for the support I had been for my family. Automatically, they came to my rescue, providing me with all my basics. Yeah, and even helped with the finances.
0: So it's just been one day at a time, rebuilding, rebuilding your life. Yeah. What's your biggest regrets when you look back on uh, those fifteen years?
1: I should have moved out earlier. That's the only regret I have would have just
0: moved out at the first sign of it yes well we don't always live uh, in the past if if somebody in your social circles had said Sala," uh, you notice you notice some bruises if they'd asked you some questions would you have opened up or would you have tried right to cover up what was going on well actually i didn't
1: have anybody who had asked
0: that yeah but if you did
1: if I do, then um, I could have opened up, but um, most of them were just related to each other, so it kept me back.
0: Yep. Mm. What can we do um, as a society to look out more for these signs? And this is a part of the training I specifically do for churches or workplaces. What are the signs? Yeah. Um, Uh, But what what can we do to support one another more, knowing that if, you know, in in Fiji 72% of women have experienced some form of abuse, Uh, most people that we're dealing with are dealing with something. So what what can we do as a society to begin to come along and support and and just take away the silence and the shame? Well,
1: actually, one thing that I've learned is that um, having no judgment at anybody, that would have been the best, and just listen. It's something that everybody needs. It's just somebody to just listen and pass on job. Yeah. Sometimes as soon as you open up to somebody, that person automatically tries to put you somewhere. And next
0: thing you know, half of your
1: social circle knows what's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it is crazy, isn't it? Just listen, love, and then see what we can do to support when we can support you You talked about being in court with him had have you had you taken him to court? Has he been charged for any of this abuse?
1: Yes, I did but every time I go to court, I reconcile.
0: What does that mean?
1: <laughs> they when asked in court I actually I forgive him for whatever he does. yeah and then the case is closed and then the case is closed. Close. And
0: okay.
1: then I stopped altogether.
0: So why why did you reconcile instead of pushing for charges? Like as
1: always, it's um, whenever there's a case to be pulled, it takes some time. Within that time, there's always been reconciliation. Yeah, he promises to do this and yeah, that, really then the change, but it never happens.
0: And then it was during quite often while you were at quarter in hospital, you'd find out that he was um, sleeping with another woman. Yes. Well, yeah. How are you personally recovering um, from what you've been through?
1: Well, actually, I'm I'm blessed because I finally got into a group of women, a group of friends that have helped me not only emotionally but have built me up. Yeah, in the sense of um, recommitting myself to God and um, also trying to get that, that uh, confidence that I have in myself. Um, a group of ladies. Some of the ladies that I work with. Some I have. Um, the other work colleagues. They um, divorces too. Um, single mothers. Uh, have gone through their own um, own patches, but uh, have always been there for each other. Yeah, to support each other. Uh, even our children. they have come to know each other.
0: Yeah, that's powerful, and we need more groups like that. Yes. And, and I guess my prayer is for, uh, for my own nation, but particularly for the Pacific, that we can form groups of healing, um, mm. that the groups that listen, that don't judge, that heal, a place, a safe place, which is where I'd love to see the church do more yes. as well. Um, you talked about committing your heart to God. Mm-hmm. Have you found um, a church to be helpful in this situation in your healing progress?
1: Well, actually, I did. With Hannah's ministry, I actually had gone to church with them. But at the moment, I've rather just be staying at home because that's where the judgment comes again.
0: Yeah. Why do you think the church is so judgmental?
1: <laughs> There's so many ways which we can observe people, either through the earth. Yeah. Uh, physically they can just hear and even sometimes they can just hear rumours so obviously
0: yeah. yeah yeah we've got a long way to go for being like Jesus don't we yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious we all go to church to judge one another when Jesus accepted us just as we exactly. were that while we were still sinners Jesus died for us
1: I'm not sure what
0: gives us the right to judge everyone else yeah. Um, but yeah, God bless you, Sava. Um, thank, thank you. I know you're, you're still on a journey of healing, but um, I pray yeah. that, your, that your story and what you've shared today will give other people courage. Yeah. And, um, I'm inspired by the women who are speaking out. And again, if you're listening to this and you have a story of abuse or infidelity or um, pain, This platform is here for you and your story um, so we can heal, but so we can help each other and um, stick next to each other. Just finally, what would you like to say to any women who are currently um, in a relationship where they are being verbally, physically, sexually abused? What would be your um, last words that you'd like to leave with them? Well, to the
1: women who might be going through what you didn't expect to go through. I would say there's always help at the end of the tunnel. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. You're not going to be staying there. So you have to just stand up and move. You don't have to be kept in the same place. You don't have to be in the same mess. You have other people out there who you can reach to. Not only as a group, not openly, but you can go either privately or in the same There are you know, always women out there are willing to help. willing to be there just off our shoulder just to be uh, no judgments
0: There's always I, I word, yep. no judgments yep yeah. now that's beautiful and may we um, work towards being those people that can get alongside each other so thank you Sala for just yep being an open book um defeating shame and silence and and sharing your story so that others can heal and be helped as well so God bless you and um, I hope I get to meet you in person you. Um, I
1: look forward to that
0: Thank you Easily,
1: I see your
0: suffering I see A little